Uh-huh. It's your boys. We're back. We're back in this. It's your boys, live from the sticks, with your host, Stevie J. And I'm Gabe. <laughs> and he's Gabe. He's Gabe's a little tired. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm a little tired. They've been working me pretty hard. Uh, but it's all it's all good. This is why we do what we do. Exactly. Shoot, I feel you. I'm pretty tired too. So but anyways, we got some good topics for y'all today. Um, we hope you enjoy them. And you know, with that said, let's let's get it started. First one, we're gonna start in the No Fun League. JK. Uh the National Football League. <laughs> that was a <laughs> terrible joke. <laughs> no one's gonna I love it, that. bro. <laughs> no one's I love gonna it. it. But I thought it was funny. So our first topic in that, we have we've got kind of two-ish in the NFL. You know, you'll you'll see why later, but really just one main one. We want to do our fantasy football prediction. So what players we think are going to lead the league in fantasy. So we're going to, we're thinking, um, what is it? PPR. We're thinking PPR leagues, which is points per reception. So every time a player catches a ball that you get a point, uh, we're not thinking non PPR leagues because at this point, if you're in a non PPR league, what are you even doing? I don't even know any. So, um, (laughs) so with that said, let's get into it. What position you want to start with? Um, I like starting with running backs just because that's, like the way it works in the NFL, like with real football is the running backs get absolutely no love. So like fantasy is where they really get to shine, especially like the top guys. So I'm going to start with who I think everybody's going to have number one on their board. And that's going to be Jonathan Taylor. Okay. Okay. So Steven doesn't agree with me. This is going to make for a good discussion. (laughs) So the reason why I like Jonathan Taylor is number one, he led the league in rushing touchdowns and rushing yards last year. Mm-hmm. he's got arguably the best offensive line to run behind. The one knock would be they don't have a great passing game, so defenses can stack the box against him. But okay. they didn't have a great passing game last year anyway. So I I don't think he's going to put up 1,800 yards again, nor do I think he's going to put up 18 touchdowns. But w- when you play fantasy football and you're drafting players, mm-hmm. you should be – trying to take players that are close to a sure thing. And people would have said last year that Derrick Henry was the surest thing there ever was. And he got hurt and, you know, but he still put up a thousand yards. I was going to say, I'm sure he was still like sixth overall in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I mean, I had him on my team. That's the only reason. (laughs) He's a great running back. And I understand when people say that they think that Derrick Henry is the best running back in the league. I mean, I'm not going to argue with somebody that says that, He's got the most tools or he's the most talented or he's in, you know, arguably the best offense for for that type of play. Like, I I won't argue any of that stuff, but Mm -hmm. just going purely by the numbers, I really like Jonathan Taylor. Like, if I had the first overall pick this year in fantasy football, that's my guy. Interesting. Okay, so I'm not going to lie. I forgot about Jonathan Taylor, too, (laughs) because I had two players on my mind. One of them was Derrick Henry, and I was like, no, you know, I think Derrick Henry's going to have another good year, of course. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I just – I don't know. I I feel like he's going to get a lot more of the load than he needs to, and I feel like at some point teams are just going to be able to pick him up um, a little better. Uh, this will be, you know, the third or fourth year. I think, probably, I think this is going into the fourth year where he's truly going to be having, you know, great, great, great years because he was having, like, solid years and then all of a sudden MVP caliber years, past three years, basically, even with his injury. Yeah. Um, 
So I was thinking of another player. Once again, I am one of the most biased sports fans ever. Um, so the player that I'm actually thinking of plays for a team that, you know, until past three-ish years has been uh, pretty terrible. But I'm, I'm going to go with my boy uh, Nick Chubb. So, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people might disagree. However, you know, he's a Georgia boy, so I got to go for him. Yes, but also, if you watch Nick Chubb play, he's got all the tools that any other great running back has. I mean, he's strong. He's quick. Um, he's agile. I mean, he's got it all. And according to PFF, he's behind the second best O-line. Only behind the Eagles have a better O-line. Um, yeah. And personally, I just think, you know, okay, so it comes down to a couple factors. But with Jonathan Taylor – Luckily, now he's got Matt Ryan as a quarterback. Um, So that's going to give that passing offense a lot more love, which is going to make it less predictable for when he's going to, when Jonathan Taylor's actually going to be taking the ball. That's also why I kind of take away from Derrick Henry, just because people assume he's going to run all the time. So they kind of set up their defensive formation to be like that. Um, But I think. once again, it kind of comes down to if Watson's going to play. Because I think if Watson plays, some people would say, well, Watson's going to take away some of the rush yards. And I actually would have to argue that. Also, I apologize if you heard me cracking my thumbs. Um, <laughs> but I actually think that when you have a dual threat quarterback like Watson, it actually creates a better situation for your running back. Because I personally think it makes it harder to um, – play defense if you have two true runners that could truly run the ball I, I as running backs. I um, 100% agree. So that's why personally I think Nick Chubb he had a great season last year. I think he was he had like the third or fourth I believe. Um, In terms of rushing yards he was Actually two. no he was no. Okay in rushing yards he was two but he's coming off a career worst 80.6 PFF rushing grade. Um, oh, career worst, 80.6. I know, that's still ridiculous. It's still great. <laughs> still passing. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the, he, the thing is, okay, so once again, vying for Nick Chubb, he ranks first among all qualifying running backs in PFF rushing uh, in his rushing grade over the, this, over the past four seasons. First overall in just overall rushing grade, yards after contact, which is 4.1. Um, and missed tackles per rushing attempt, which is 0.25. So every time he – every four rushes, he makes someone miss. So that's that's pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And really the only reason he – I mean, he still had a great year last year, but he didn't have as great of a year and not – because at the start of the year, people were saying, oh, he's, he's going to be the MVP kind of thing after about four games. I mean, it, it was no one close. I think through four games, he had like 500 yards. It was something absurd. Um, but um, – he couldn't play as many last year because of injuries. And I think he's also just, he's got that dog in him. So, um, you know, no pun intended. Um, but I, I just think, I don't know. This is the year. Nick Chubb, man. <laughs> he's doing it. He's doing it. But he's- Jonathan Taylor, I'm not upset with. I just, the reason I kind of went interesting is because that's just what I hadn't thought about. So, right. But I, and I, I don't think disagree. We- I think we would be doing a disservice to the other teams in the AFC North if we didn't at least give a shout out to Joe Mixon and Najee Harris. I mean, that's true. Both of those two guys are absolute studs, running backs. You know, I mean, I think Pittsburgh's offensive line was better than everyone expected it would be. Yep. And, but I mean, I still would probably peg them as like 
league average probably, which, you know, in the run game, like that's generally good enough. You know, it's definitely good enough in the past game to have a league average offensive line. But, uh, you know, Joe Mixon, on the other hand, like he's never really played behind a decent offensive line. And they went out and they spent all that money to plug the holes like that. That was the the Bengals like number one priority was like, okay, let's give Joe Burrow a decent offensive line. And with that, Mm -hmm. you're giving Joe Mixon a better offensive line. So, like, I think that's going to help. That's going to help him tremendously as well. So, you know, basically my my top like, I don't know, I'd say my top five is like Jonathan Taylor and then probably – I don't know, Derrick Henry, just because he's got that kind of upside, like that 2,000 yards yep. upside. And then he's just so looking, big. He's just such an yeah. anomaly is the thing. Yeah. I mean, it, he's so big that it's almost – I legit think it would be impossible for him not to get at least 1,000 yards rushing. Right. Like that's his – like his floor. His floor. I mean – is, is like 1,000 yards, yeah. Exactly. Honestly, I, I find it hard to believe when I see him play a game and he doesn't get 100 yards rushing. Yeah, same. I mean, it's a, he's just he's just so big. For those of you who don't know, he's what like six five, I think. And like, I don't know if he's that tall, but I mean, he's a big he's a big running back. Derek, okay, let's see here. He's no, not Derek Brown. Derek, okay, let me find him. Derek, there we go. And right. Okay, he's six three two forty seven. Yeah, so like he's a big man. That's yeah, that's that's a lot of man to be playing running back. Exactly. I think the average running back is what five ten right now. It used to be like five nine, but I think it went up to five ten ish. I think uh, Derek Henry's part of that. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, those are pretty much my guys. Dalvin Cook, obviously, like you know, we can't we can't not talk true. about Dalvin Cook too. I mean, he's a great running back. He plays behind again, like a league average, slightly better league average offensive line. I mean, you know. And I mean, they feed him like he. They do per- feed him. I mean, it's like okay, Cousins is a decent quarterback. You know, I think he's worth the money they pay him, but not compared to the rest of the league. Like, I, I think he's he's in the Jimmy Garoppolo category. Yeah, yeah, he's in that where category. He's, you know, he's a top tier starter. Not, yeah. you know, some years he'll be elite, but he's worth what you pay him. But he's not he's not giving the same kind of value that Patrick Mahomes gives the Chiefs mm-hmm. with his contract that he has. Exactly. Let's just let's just end that discussion at that. Exactly. But I mean, you know, Dalvin Cook is the little engine that could in that offense. Like yep, without Dalvin true. Cook, like that offense doesn't run nearly the same. That's very true. That's so, also, um, I I will say credit to Derrick Henry because last year everyone was saying, you know, when he got injured, or not credit Derrick Henry, credit to the Titans, um, because everyone when he got injured they were like, oh my gosh, you know, they're screwed. And they actually they didn't play better. Let me. Afraid. No, they didn't play better. But they. They still won games, yes. <laughs> so they won a lot of games still. So it, credit to them. They're, after that, I was like, okay, this is a better run team than I thought. So, yeah. Well, I'm um, a big fan of Mike Brable. I know he's not big into analytics, but, I mean, I I think Mike Brable knows how to, you know, control a locker room, so to speak. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, let's be honest. These are adults, but, yeah. I mean, he's a good he's a good football coach. I'll just leave it at that. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, you know, with that said, what what position do we want to do next? We want to do QB or wide receiver? Uh, let's do wideouts, just because okay. uh, I like wideouts. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Okay, you went first last time. Yeah, you go first. Let me think. I had one and I forgot who it was. Uh, I'm blanking out on his name. What is his name? Let me. Okay, hold up. Well, while Steven's looking, I I can go ahead and. Uh... I can go ahead and give y'all my my favorite for this year. Okay, go for it. I'm I'm probably gonna get some hate, but it, it's fine. I like Jamar Chase. 
I think Jamar okay. Chase is I think Jamar Chase is gonna be the best wide receiver in the league next year. Okay. You you get you give us the combination of the offensive lines better for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and Jamar already have that chemistry built up. And on top of it, Joe Mixon is gonna be a stronger threat in the run game this year because of the offensive line. So like there's no reason why Jamar Chase shouldn't put up at least twelve hundred yards. And that's if he misses games. Like like if Jamar Chase misses games, I still expect like twelve hundred yards. Oh yeah. Like I agree. I, I think he's I mean, coming out of the draft, like everyone was saying how Jamar Chase was like, you know, gonna be the next best wide receiver like we've we've ever seen. He's got size, he's got speed, he's got great hands. And I mean, he played with Joe Burrow like coming up. So like when he went to the Bengals, I wish I would have drafted him in fantasy. I, I, I had totally him. Agree, I, I, I had him pegged for like the ninth round or something like that. We playing a ten team league, and like my buddy Cameron and, and I made the mistake of telling my buddy Cameron oh, I like Jamar Chase. And what did he do? He snags him right before I can take him. And it was the worst decision I ever made in fantasy. Never again will I ever hand out a prospect name nope. like that. Nope. Never again. You can't do it. You can't do it. But okay. yeah, I think Jamar Chase is, without a doubt, my number one wideout, and that and that's over Cooper Cup. I mean, he had, he almost went for two thousand yards last year. That's true. I, I think Chase is going to be better. That's true. That's true. So okay, I had one in mind, and then um, I found I found the guy's name, and then I was like, wait a second, no, I have an even better one. Um, so my original one was. Jerry Judy. A lot of people are going to yeah. be like, what in the world? <laughs> However, they did just get uh, Russell Wilson. Right. The Broncos, also, they don't have – they have literally the exact definition of league average O-line. They're yes. 16th, um, according to PFF. Yep. Um, and Jerry Judy – if you've never seen Jerry Judy run a route, that it is the most flawless route running I have ever seen. I mean, it is just absolutely stunning. I absolutely love it. Um, so – and I think he was injured for most of the year last year, which pissed me off because I think I drafted him. Um, <laughs> my whole team was injured last year. I was so mad. But at first, I was going to say Jerry Judy, okay? And that was more, you know, just one, I do think he's going to have a great year. Um, and a number one, you can never really predict. But I was like, okay, you know, Russell Wilson's going to want to prove something, that he's not a system player, which everyone kind of knows he's not. But, you know, anytime you've been with a franchise the whole time, you go to another one, you want to prove that you're not a system player. Right. Um and Jerry Judy, Judy's the perfect guy to do that. Cortland Sutton is going to be the number two. I love Cortland. He's been on my fantasy team two or three years. I think two out of the past three years. Um, done well for me. But he's going to be the number two guy. Jerry Judy's just a better overall wide receiver. Barely, but he is. Um, but anyways, getting to who I actually will believe, who I actually believe is going to be number one now, actually for a similar reason as to why you're picking Chase, um, is going to be a man – that recently left his team, once again was a one-team man, and I think he has something to prove. I think his quarterback gets – everyone understands the fact that his quarterback's a – or his old quarterback was a Hall of Famer – or is going to be a Hall of Famer. Um, his old quarterback also might be the biggest diva in the league. Um, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, I think, I think that this wide receiver is really going to have something to prove. He's going to want to show that, you know, I don't just work at this one certain team that I was at before. And as Gabe probably already knows, that team was the Packers. Yeah. And now, and now he is 
in Oakland. I think he personally, if you've ever been to Oakland, Oakland's actually pretty nice. It's pretty <coughs> Vegas, um, Vegas. <coughs> oh, Vegas. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, even better, Vegas is way nicer. <laughs> oh my gosh. Whoops. Uh sorry, all you listeners. You know, I've okay. I, I didn't grow up with the hard nose Oakland Raiders, but I grew up where everyone around me um, loved the hard nose Oakland Raiders. So everyone had the Oakland hat. So I still say Oakland. I know it's Las Vegas, but I'm sorry, whatever. But for the similar reason as Jamar Chase, uh, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams? Yeah, Devontae Adams. Okay. For some reason, I, I started thinking that was somebody else. I was like, wait a second. But no, Devontae Adams, I think he's going to – absolutely shine with Derek Carr. They play together in college. They clearly, you know, they've got a good chemistry. They joke with each other a lot. Um, I am, I'm just waiting, you know, ESPN will post it on their Instagram when, because apparently Derek Carr said, Hey, Devonte, if you sign, I'll buy you whatever Ferrari you want. And Devonte mm-hmm. went on a podcast and said, I'm still waiting on my Ferrari, you know, kind of joking. <laughs> but you know, it's going to happen. You'll see it on ESPN and it'll be hilarious. Definitely. But I think uh, everyone knows Devonte Adams is a great, wide receiver if you watch him i mean there's nothing the guy doesn't have um he's got potentially he's got hands that are almost as good at the only player and this is kind of a weird comparison but the only player that i can really compare him to to hands wise is tony gonzalez just because oh, yeah which is a huge compliment if you ever watch tony gonzalez but basically tony gonzalez at least when he played with the falcons would always be like quadruple covered would jump up and always get the ball. So, I mean, Devontae Adams is that kind of guy. He's, his hands are just spectacular. Um, and he's one of these guys where he actually trains in the offseason. He tries really hard. Um, so I actually think Devontae Adams is going to be the first. So if I had to rank my order, I'd probably say Devontae. Jerry just, you know, I do think he's going to have a great season. I think Jerry's going to be one of these guys. He's either going to be a top five or like 40th. <laughs> There's gonna be nowhere in between, um, and then I'd probably say Chase after that. So that's probably that, that's fair. I mean, I think for me, it's like Jamar, and then I don't know. I I have a hard time thinking that Cooper Cup's gonna maintain the same kind of dominance he had last year. But I mean, if I didn't give him the same kind of respect I was giving Jonathan Taylor, then I mean, I think that's kind of that's kind of messed up. So it's probably like Jamar, then Cooper. And then definitely Devontae. I, I, I think Devontae is going to have a better season than Justin Jefferson. And that's saying a lot because, like, Justin Jefferson had 1,600 yards last year. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I forgot about Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he's, so he's it's not, like – if Justin Okay, if Justin Jefferson was on the Chiefs or somewhere, I'd probably say him every single day. But it, like we said, Kirk Cousins is one. He's a very good quarterback. He's just not if Justin had a better quarterback, he'd have much better stats is what I'll say. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's leave, let's leave that at that. <laughs> but I mean, I think what hurts, like, I, I think what hurts, um, say like Jamar, for instance, mm-hmm. is, you know, he's one of those guys where he's going to have to do it again. Like he's only done it one season. So, you know, we don't have that same level of consistency there. Mm-hmm. So like if I was drafting, if, if, if I was drafting my team today, like just because I think Jamar is <clears throat> going to have the best season out of everybody, like, you know, say in like the whole league, like if I was picking like fourth and all the running backs went, mm-hmm. I may or may not go with Jamar. I, I probably would, but it's one of those situations where it's like, you probably have more confidence that somebody like Devonte Adams 
is going to get taken, depending on how many you know teams are in your league. Like Devonte Adams going is going in like the first round. Like that's yeah. happening. Yeah, you know. So it's like Jamar might sneak past some people, you know. It's exactly. Jam- Jamar and Justin are honestly they're two players where everyone knows, but yeah. they, it's not. It wouldn't be shocking if they slip in the second or third round, pending who's in your league. It always depends yeah. on who's in your league. Yeah, who's in your exactly. League, you know? Exactly. Um, if it's a if bunch of Stephen the and Gabe, exactly. If it's a bunch <laughs> of Stephen and Gabe's, yeah, no, good luck. No. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> good but, luck with that. But yeah, it kind of depends. So all right, well, let's go into the next position. I'm gonna already say this one i already know who i think my first one is curious to see who yours is we're going quarterback i personally think joe burrow's a lock i mean i think he's gonna (laughs) absolutely kill this next season i mean pff has his wide receiver core ranked as the best wide receiver core for those of you who don't know he's got jamar chase t higgins and tyler boyd yeah that's Um, that's deadly exactly that's a ridiculous i mean jamar chase is mvp caliber T. Higgins is wide receiver one on basically any team, and Tyler Boyd's wide receiver one or two, pending on the team. So, I mean, it's right. that their third wide receiver is better than a lot of wide receiver ones. So, it's just, I, I also think Joe Burrow, I mean, if you watched him last year, he looks like he's got something to prove. Um, mm-hmm. He feels like he's got something to prove. And as Gabe mentioned before, they went, they upped their O line. And I think, what did PFF have them rated as? I think they're like 10, they're eight. Um, yeah, and that so, that that went from like you know the I think high twenty like seventh. Yeah, yeah it was the oh, high twenties okay. to like eighth. Like, come on, guys. Like exactly. that's that's how you go out and protect your quarterback. Like that yep. that's how you that's go how to you winning team. Exactly. Right there. It, yeah. Know exactly what you need, and you go and get that, and don't worry about the rest. You know. Yeah. That's how you do it. So I personally think Joe Burrow's a lock. Uh, a lot of people, and you could argue Rodgers every year. Personally, I have nothing against Rodgers. But I hope he has a terrible year just because he's such a diva. <laughs> and then I hope he has, a, you know, more and more great ones after that. But I hope just one year that reality punches him in the face because oh God, his contract – everyone knew he was going to stay in Green Bay. That's yep, all I'll yep, say. Yep, That's all yep. I'll say before I rant. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, you saying Joe Burrow, like, I really don't know if I can argue with that. Um, I mean, you could make an argument for Mahomes, but – I mean, he's losing Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. Tyreek Hill's that's the one wide out one, go. you know? Like, exactly. you can't – I don't think you can necessarily go go with Mahomes over Joe Burrow. I mean, he's his team is putting him in a better position, whereas Mahomes is in not as good of a position. Yep. So, I don't think you can really go there. Uh, I like Matt Stafford a lot. Like, I mean, I've – you know, Matt Stafford did me a solid by winning that Super Bowl. I'll just say that, you know, he did me a big solid. Um, but you know, I don't think I can. I don't think I can put Stafford in there. Uh, I mean, I like Justin Herbert too. But. I I wanted to say Herbert, but the only wideout I could think on that team was Keenan Allen, and I know there's another one, and I can't remember who it is. But um, did Mike Williams? Sign, re-sign with Mike him. Williams did. I think he, he okay. was a. I think he's making eleven mil a year, I believe. Let me. That's life for Mike Williams when you look at Christian Kirk. Like, was it eleven? Maybe it was twenty. I can't remember. Williams. Mike Williams. I know he re-signed with them. That I'm positive about. Oh yeah, I liked it. Uh, three years, sixty million dollars. Ah, that's yeah, more 20, like it for year. Mike Williams. Twenty-one right, million right. dollar signing bonus. God, yeah, that's a lot of money, fam. Must but, be uh, nice. Yeah, he. 
I think Herbert's uh, in a similar boat to Burrow. I think Burrow gets just more cover coverage because like, they went so deep in the playoffs. I mean, exactly, they made a Super Bowl. You know, like you know, Burrow, Allen, they get more coverage. But people forget about the fact that Herbert is arguably. I don't want to say just as talented, but he puts in the same level of performance as those two is what I'll say. That's, yeah. that's a good way of saying it. I think Herbert, I think Herbert actually has more talent than Joe Burrow, to be honest with you. I, I think, okay. I think Herbert has a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. Like he's got a rocket for an arm. He's pretty he daggone accurate cannon. with it too. It's just Herbert just gets knocked on because one, he plays for the chargers and two, he didn't have a great career in college. Well, let me tell you something. It's not his fault that they had him running a bunch of screen passes, mm-hmm. play after play after play at Oregon. Like, that's not his fault. I know. I feel I feel so bad because if you look at his Oregon team compared to Marcus Mariota's, and you're like, oh, Dude. my God. <laughs> you're like, could you imagine? Like, Herbert would have won, you know. <laughs> the Natty with that. Exactly. No problem. No he problem. He won the Natty two years in a row. Like, it's, yeah. I, mean, I, I felt so bad. And yeah. people were like, is Herbert that good? I'm like, if you watch a single Oregon game, you can tell this guy's a baller. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, yeah. I, and I don't think you can not talk about Josh Allen at least a little bit exactly. in this I, conversation. I agree. There's there's too many good quarterbacks. Man. Exactly. And we, could, we could sit here all day long just talking quarterbacks about who's going where and, you know, who's, who's going to do what. Like, And, you know, there's Lamar Jackson too. I mean, he didn't have a great year last year, but, like, how could you not bet on Lamar Jackson? Exactly. I mean, so, that's, that's – there's – well, also, gun, Lamar gun to my head. Screwed. Yeah, gun to my head, I'm taking Joe Burrow. All right, that's it. Okay. Gun to my head, I'm taking Joe Burrow. Yeah, that's – yeah, that's basically where I'm at. So, that's yeah. that's a good way of saying it. All right, next one, I want to do kind of a weird one. You know, okay, so left, what do we have? We've got tight ends, kickers, defense, right? Yeah, tight ends, kickers, defense. Okay, so I want to go kickers next. Okay, go ahead. Because I, I know who I want to say. Let me – before I say anything, I know he plays for this team, but let me make sure so I don't sound stupid. Uh, yes, okay. All right, do you want to go or do you want me to go? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go first. Okay. I'm taking Greg the leg because I think he's going to win the Jets job. All right, I'm taking Greg the leg. <laughs> the old Panthers he's... kicker? Greg no, 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 no. Oh, no. Maybe he did kick for the Panthers last year. I'm not sure he kicked with last year, but he used to kick for the Rams, and I think he even kicked for the, Cow- or for the Cowboys at one point. But Greg, the legs are aligned. That is my guy. Let's see. Did he kick for it? No, no. He, yeah, he kicked for the Cowboys last year and then the Rams before that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I, he, that's not he's, bad. he's in he's in camp with the Jets, or he's he's gonna be in camp with the Jets and he's trying to compete for the job. I think he's I think he's gonna win it and I think he's gonna end up winning the Jets at least one game this year. Okay. I think I think he's gonna kick one game winner this year, and that's gonna make it worth it for him to be on my fantasy team. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Okay. That's that's definitely not a bad one. Um, would you like to hear mine? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Now, first, I'm going to say why I disagree with you. Okay. <laughs> so, one, I disagree with you because although – okay, so the Jets – okay, first off, let me just say something. We keep referencing PFF. That's pro football focus. It's probably the most in-depth – I know we were talking about fan graphs and baseball. Mm-hmm. You can imagine fan gra- or PFF as the same thing but for football. That's, yeah. that's basically what it is. Um, it's just a super in-depth stat, stat website um, on football. But the reason I have to slightly disagree, which <laughs> I hadn't even thought about Greg the Leg because I didn't know he signed with y'all, but that's really not a bad one. But I personally think – so y'all's receiving core isn't amazing, but y'all did draft really well. Yes. 
And I think so. PFF has y'all rated as the 18th best receiving core. Okay. okay. And I have always been, and I've, I'm not going to lie, I'm going to tap myself on the back here for a second. <laughs> I've always done a pretty good job in fantasy getting kickers. My kickers always average about nine to 10 points. That's solid. Um, which is which is a lot for fantasy for those of you who don't know. Like normally, as long as your kicker's positive, you're chilling. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so the fact that mine is like nine to ten points a year is is pretty awesome. Um, last year it was like thirteen with this guy that I'm about to say. Right. But I have a theory where for kickers in fantasy, you have to pick a team where their team is good enough to get down the field, but not quite good enough to score touchdowns consistently. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. So it's it's weird, but if you think about it, they need to get they have to be on a team that's good enough to get about 50-60 yards down the field so that they can kick longer field goals with more consistency. You know, you want your guy hitting about two extra points a game and maybe, you know, one or two longer ones a game. That makes so sense. So the way to do that, you have a solid receiving core, but not a great one. Or so that's, you know, kind of what the Jets are. A solid receiving core, not a great one. Or you have a great running back mm-hmm. with a very terrible wide receiving core. That makes and sense. And that is why. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note is why I am picking my boy once again, the most biased pick ever, Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> the Colts. The Colts. He has done me wonders every single year I picked him up. For two years straight, he's done me wonders. And also, the Colts have, let me, before I say it, yep, the 25th. Um, ranked wide receiving core, which means there's only what six, seven, seven teams below them. Yep. So they're basically terrible. Yeah. Um, they but Michael they Pittman, have, that's it. Exactly. They've got that's literally what PFF says. They said we got Michael Pittman, and uh, there's some other people on that team. Um, <laughs> but the good thing is that they do have Jonathan Taylor, so they'll get down the field all the time. The slight issue is Jonathan Taylor scores a lot of t- TDs, <laughs> but just having a great running back regardless of what team you are, if you don't have a sem- somewhat decent receiving core, you're going to be kicking at least two field goals a game. That's just – I mean, you can look it up, and I'm not sure if that's an actual stat, but I wouldn't be shocked. I from what I have seen and what I have watched with my Niners, having good running backs and eh, wide receivers, that's how it works. <laughs> so yep. that is why I'm going my boy, blanket chip. I think it's going to be – he's going to have another good year. Sounds good to me, man. No arguments here. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I, I like both of our picks on that one. They're both, it's funny. They, <laughs> they both follow along with my theory. Just on <laughs> yours is on part one, mine's part two. So that's pretty funny. Love it. Now, okay. So now what we have, we got defense, defense and tight end. tight end. Which one do you want to do? Let's do defense next. Okay. Okay. All right. What, who, who do you think? All right. This so tough. defense it, is always it, tough because it depends on yeah. who you play, your division, all that. Fun yeah. Stuff. I mean, right off the top of my head, I would say like the Rams or maybe the Steelers or, you know, a a team that really has like a solid defensive line that's going to get sacks and then a team, you know, teams that also have like good secondaries and, you know, decent, at least decent linebackers. And like both of those teams would fit the bill, but here's the problem. Okay. Okay. They they both play in two of the toughest divisions in the whole cotton picking league. Yep. Like, I'm sorry. I don't like the idea of my team having to play up against like the 49ers 
twice. I don't like the idea of my team having to play up against the Cardinals twice. And I don't like the idea of my team having to play up against like, you know, Pitt or not Pittsburgh. Cause that's one of the teams, but I don't like the idea of my team playing up against the Browns. I don't like the idea of my team playing up against the Bengals. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just can't, I, I can't in good conscience pick either one of those two teams. Okay. So with that being said, I'm going to go with the team that I think has the best secondary in the league. And that's the Green Bay Packers. I know you have a Packer fan as a friend that, you know, loves to hate on Eric Stokes. Like, I don't. (laughs) And I do not blame him. (laughs) But at the end of the day, they've got got the best safety duo, in my opinion, in the league. And, I mean, they've got Jair Alexander. Like, yeah. What else could you ask for in terms of secondary? And, I mean, you know, the defensive line, like, you know, that's solid. I mean, they've got the Smith brothers still, I think, or maybe they – not the brothers, but they're not actually actually brothers. But I'm pretty sure they've got both of those. Maybe – no, I think one of them went to Miami. Either way. Mm-hmm. Like, you take that team with Aaron Rodgers and the fact that they're going to ground and pound, control the ball, and then ball hawking secondary, like, sign me up for the Green Bay Packer defense. Like, they're going to play up against – Chicago twice a year, which all they have is Justin Fields. They're going to play up against Detroit twice a year, which, again, I mean, all they really have is – I don't know. Detroit drafted game. really well. I know they did. I know they did. But, but yeah, I, the day, I understand. Like, they, they got another three years to yeah, build. Yeah. And If they keep Dan, I, they need to keep Dan. They need to stop being annoying and just keep Dan. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at those two teams right there, two of the worst teams in the league. Mm-hmm. And then you've got – you know Minnesota, which I mean, we we do like Minnesota. Like yeah. I, I ain't go front. I like Minnesota, but Minnesota's a good team. That's one good team that they have to play up against. Versus other teams that have comparable defense have to play up against three teams that in their divisions twice a year that could easily make the playoffs. Yep. Like I'll, I'll take I'll take Green Bay every day of the week. Okay. All right. That's that's a good pick. Honestly, I <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. I'm going to be 100% honest. I was going to say either Steelers or Re- or Niners until you made your point. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I was like, I, I, cause at first in my head, you know, biased, biased, Steven, I said, Oh, Niners, duh. We've got a great <laughs> team. We're going to keep Bosa, um, all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, let's go Niners. And then I immediately thought about, and eh, no, we got to play too many people. And I thought yeah. Steelers, but I forgot their division is tough as well. <laughs> so, I'm actually going to have to agree with you on Green Bay. I do wish, and I still think, don't be surprised if they end up making a splash for another corner or um, somebody just, like that. Because, just so that way they don't have to play Eric Stokes. Exactly. Which we, we've we been hating on Eric Stokes. I still think Eric Stokes could be a decent corner, but go ahead. Yeah, I think, I mean, he, he is a solid corner. He just makes, the issue is he just hasn't, he doesn't have that clutch gene yet. But the yeah. good thing about the clutch gene is the only way that you can get better about that is to keep putting yourself in those big game scenarios. Yep. So, I mean, and the good thing about Green Bay is they're definitely going to keep ending up in those big game scenarios. So definitely, definitely. Um, I, I'd have, I'd have to, I'd have to go with Green Bay. So PFF, just for reference, has um, the Rams first, the Commanders second, and I wanted to be annoying and say the Commanders, but I honestly don't know much about them. They've um, got a ton of first round talent on so that I, defense. I, the that's only an, one that's I an know, incredible defense talent wise. Exactly. The only one that I knew was Chase Young. Um yeah. and apparently they've got Montez Sweat. Sweat, yeah. He's a um, stud. 
and they also have a guy named Jonathan Allen. So yeah, they, uh, they apparently they safety. Got, Does yeah. Jonathan Allen play safety? I'm not sure. I can tell you. Let's see here. He plays. Uh, Where's he? Edge rusher. It says DI. Oh, he's an interior guy, defensive, uh, de- defensive tackle. Okay. okay. There's a different. There's a different safe. There was a. There's a safety I was thinking about. That's not him. But yeah, I I honestly can see Washington having a really good year defensively because of Ron Rivera and obviously all the first round picks they've got on the defense. I mean, they've got like I think five maybe. That's ridiculous. Yeah, five first round picks on on one side of the ball is insane. And then you you know defensively, like oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So okay, well let's go in, into the last one: tight ends. Who you got, Steven? I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> I don't even know if I need to say one. Steven's a 49ers fan. Who do you think I, I got? Yeah, you're going <laughs> so, Kittle. I I'm going Kittle. End of story. Yeah, you're going so, Kittle. Kittle. I don't blame you. Kittle has proven that even – and it's it's hilarious because I'm watching these games, and I'm like, guys, no one else on our team can catch. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, it is third down. Where do you think this ball is going, other team? And they'll just leave Kittle open. I'm like – and I love it because, you know, it's a big playoff game where this is happening. But And then we he gets shut down and people are like, what happened to our team? I'm like, we have no one with hands besides Ayuk. And for some reason, Shanahan's got beef with him. Debo, I don't know what has gone through his head. But I think I think Debo's going to have an absolutely crazy year and then leave us, um, which I'm not going to be too upset about. He's been relatively professional. Um, so I, I can't be too mad at him. And he did kind of save our team last year. So whatever. But – I'm clearly going Kittle. I mean, the dude is an absolute animal. You could go Kelsey every day of the week, and I wouldn't be upset either. Um, but who do you got? Well, I want to. I want to go ahead and say this uh, for our viewers out there. Uh-oh. I think George Kittle is without a doubt the best tight end in the league. But okay. that's from an NFL like team perspective. This is not from a fantasy football perspective. Okay, that's if that's you, that's a fair that's a fair comparison. He's without a doubt, in my opinion, the most well-rounded tight end in the league, and it's not even it, it not even worth having a discussion about. Okay. He's that I think he's that much better, you know, from just an overall player standpoint than everyone else. But I mean, this is a PPR league, and there's not a there's not a single team in the league that's got a tight end offensively that also passes the ball the way the Kansas City Chiefs do. And, I mean, now that Tyreek Hill's gone, Kelsey's going to get that many more targets. So That's true. I didn't think about that. Like, to me, like, I think, you know, Travis Kelsey, in, in my opinion, last year, he was a first-round pick for me. Like, I – because when you look at the projections, like, Travis Kelsey's projected to be as good – as guys like, you know, Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, like those types of wide receivers, but he plays tight end. Like those guys don't have tight end eligibility. Yeah. The next best tight end true. from a fantasy perspective last year, I think, was like Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews might have been better last Andrews, year. I but I mean, you know, the, but my point is, is like you're drafting players in, in tiers, right? So like if tier one for one position group is like too deep and for another position group, it's like five. Like, obviously, you'd rather have the, the guy in the tier. You'd rather have one of the two guys in that tier than one of the five, if that makes sense. No, that, that makes total sense. 
So, I mean, to me, like, it's it's Travis Kelsey, but I'm going to preface that by saying I think Kittle's the better football player. That, now that you say that, I, I understand. I, I'm just still team biased over here. I agree. Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah I don't blame I'm, you at all. I'm hoping that it is kind of weird. So, Kittle and also going along, you know, playing devil's advocate against me, so agreeing with you, um, it, it's odd. Kittle just doesn't get – as many TDs as you would expect him to. Um, like you would almost expect him to be closer to like a 2022 guy. Right. But I think he's only at like eight. Like he, he really yeah. doesn't get a lot, especially compared to Kelsey. Um, Cause I think Kelsey's at like 16. He's about one a game. So it's, I, I understand what you're saying. Like the thing with Kittle is he gets a bunch of, if, if it's a close game, you can guarantee Kittle to get at least 25 points. Nice. I mean, just because the, our offense relies so heavily on him in the passing game. Yep. Um, but day in, day out, but I'm not upset with the Kelsey pick is what I'll say. Um, just personally, I'm, you know, a George Kittle, Kittle lover, and he's good enough where I feel like I can make that um, sure. pick and not be upset. Um, well, that, that wraps up our fantasy football predictions. So <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. Now, quick second topic. I know you – you kind of know more about this one than I do, but uh, I'll jump in and make a comment in a second. But if you want to bring it up. Sure. Uh, so Steven actually came to visit me uh, this past weekend. Yes, sir. I went to the part of our, yes, sir. <laughs> So part of our uh, part of our festivities this weekend was we uh, we watched uh, the second half of the USFL championship game. Mm-hmm. And we had a USFL fantasy league. What is the USFL for the people who don't know? It is the United States Football League which it is not a direct competitor with the NFL. It is, as a matter of fact, a spring football league. So they're not even close to being competitors whatsoever. The players that play in the USFL are, generally speaking, not good enough to play in, like, Europe or Canada. But it's a, it's a similar level of play. Yep. And they played 10 games this year, and they played all the games in Birmingham, Alabama, even though the teams were like the Michigan Panthers or the Philadelphia Stars or the Birmingham Stallions, they they played all the they played all the games in Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. and all the players, as far as I'm aware, made the same amount of money, which was they like did. sixty sixty thousand, I think. Yeah, sixty thousand for yeah, sixty thousand for the whole season, yep. which is pretty, which is pretty money. good money, you know. Yeah, you can make a first living. year exactly. You can make a living pretty easily, so. And the league did well enough to where Fox Sports, which was their primary sponsor, the Fox uh, television network, Fox Sports, they they're decided that they're going to uh, bring the league back for next year, which is good. The more football, the better, you know. Exactly. So, but the, anyway, the championship game was between the Birmingham Stallions, who had one of my personal favorite players in the league, <laughs> Carrie Angeline, tight end, oh, NC State God. University. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> show that plug in there. We're both biased. Yes. Don't be fooled. Yes. And the, <clears throat> the Birmingham Stallions played the Philadelphia Stars, who had Case Cookus as their quarterback. Case that, was, that dude can play, dude. He, he can play that some football. Play. He could play. And it came down to the wire. Case it Cookus got hurt. It was a good hurt. game. Yep, it was a great game. You know, it's about like watching a college football game. You know, I agree. The guys were playing really hard. Yeah, the guys were playing really hard. You could tell that like they've got something to prove out there. And ultimately, the Birmingham Stallions came out on top. Which I mean, you know, they played the championship game in Canton, Ohio, so it's not like they had a a home team advantage. Exactly. 
They played the game in Ohio. But I thought it was I thought it was great because uh, the head coach was Skip Holtz, and mm-hmm. he was the head coach at Louisiana Tech last year. And when NC State played Louisiana Tech, we ended up uh, I I want to say we beat them. I think we beat them last year and we lost the year before. Yeah. I think I think I think, I don't know if we played them two years in a row. But anyway, they had a rough season last year. They had a rough season. I think they won like three or four games. So it was good to see. It was good to see uh, Lou Holtz's son Skip actually have a good a good season in in the spring. You know, even if it's not you know the highest quality of football, at least he's able to show like, hey, you know, I still got it. You know, so I I was really happy for Birmingham and obviously my guy Kerry Angeline. <laughs> exactly. Uh, shameless, not so, or not so shameless, shameless plug. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say kind of going off what Gabe said, if you hadn't watched any of the games, um, if they ever show that game, you know, on replay again, it's actually, it's a very good football game. Um, I watched a couple of the matches. Some of them were blowouts. Most of them were relatively close. Um, everyone's on. The, the good thing about the USFL is there were really no crazy strong teams. Birmingham yeah. easily had the best roster um, right. and the Panthers – the Michigan Panthers, it looked like they were going to have the best defense, but they ended up not. Um, right. But it, it was a pretty fun league to watch. I'm curious where it goes and um, what ends up happening. I know Gabe and I are both kind of uh, – at least me especially. I think Gabe was going – we hope that it ends up being more like a feeder league where yes. um, kind of like the NBA G League, if you all know what that is. It's basically a second division league where, you know, the guys that are on practice squads or, you know, subs for big NFL team or not big NFL teams, any NFL team um, that they can be sent off during the spring to go play um, and get actual minutes. So then that way everyone on a roster can be good. It'll keep the NFL more competitive. It'll keep the USL, USFL more competitive. I think that'd be cool to see. Um, yes. Yeah, we just kind of wanted to bring bring that topic up. So, so, yeah, so professional football wrapped up. Next so we got our, our next topic. We're switching into basketball. This is just going to be a quick one. Um, so just our favorites in the West and in the East this coming year. So um, I I will go ahead and go first. Sure. I personally think in the East and I before we started the show, I know you had said, "Oh, my pick's going to make everyone upset in the East." So I'm very curious what yours end up yours ends up being. But I think. Personally, in the East, I just don't think there's a better team than the Celtics. Um, they traded really well. Um, they made a bunch of good moves. They kept a lot of their guys. So I, I think they're going to do awesome. In the West is is where things get dicey. I'm there's like six good teams that I'm like legit. They could they could do well. I personally, if you had to, you know, using the the phrase "gun to my head" right now today. I'd probably have to go with Golden State. That that team they kept just about everybody. Um, the only people they let go were, you know, f- not fringe role players, but just kind of role players that you can replace a lot easier. Um, so yeah, th- those would probably be my two picks. Yeah, uh, I agree with you with the West. I mean, I don't I don't think that it's really smart to ever put money on a team in the Western Conference outside of Golden State. I mean, yeah, I that organization is probably the most well run organization any of the American major sports. I mean, they consistently win and that's all that really needs to be said about the Western conference. In my opinion, like it's the Western conference runs through golden state. Yeah. I agree. Every, everyone competes with golden state. 
Right. At least in the last couple of years. As now with the Eastern yeah, Conference. This is where I'm like, oh gosh, what is he about to say? The Eastern <laughs> Conference has always been a gauntlet. I mean, ever since LeBron left the Cavs, it's yeah. like, all right, who in the Eastern whose turn is it in the Eastern Conference to take the title and go and go and play against the Warriors in the <laughs> NBA title? Like that's that's I mean, the way it's always been. Essentially. All right. Now I know I'm gonna catch a lot of hate of hate oh, for I'm worried. for saying this team. But this team has one of my favorite players do in the dumb. league. Don't do something dumb. This, this team, this team's got. No, I'm not okay, saying. Good. I'm not saying the next. <laughs> I was like, this, I was like, Gabe, don't do this. This team has got one of my favorite players in the league. Okay. He's one of those sneaky guys that, like, some people say he's he's overpaid. Some people say, or he got overpaid this offseason. Some people would say that, but I really like Zach Levine. Okay. DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls. Okay. They've got Vucevic. They've got Lonzo, who's not a shooter. I understand that. People, people. He shot pretty well last year, though. I I know he shot. I I know. I know. But, you know, he's still not a shooter. Like, he's he's not, not, he's not like a dead eye. And really, they don't have shooters, which is why I like the Bulls. (laughs) Like, (laughs) they've got guys that can jam. They've got a mid range guy in DeMar DeRozan, who actually ended up shooting like 35% from three last year. So, like, and they've got Vucevic, and I love, love, love Kobe White. I know not everybody likes Kobe White, but I, I really believe in Kobe White. And, I, you know, if you if you could put – if you play small ball with, like, Lonzo and Kobe White and then Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and then Vucevic, like, you talk about, like, spreading the ball around and, like, letting guys ISO and playing, like, this similar game to, like, what uh, – like, what some other teams have tried to do where it's like, okay, well, we want four guys that can handle the ball. And then a guy in the middle that can still shoot threes, like leak outside and like shoot threes. Like I really think the bulls could do something special this year. I think it really might be their year. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not too upset with that one. Honestly, I think, uh, I think the bulls have a really good team. You could see them. You could see it clicking at times for pretty long stretches. I think another year is going to do them a lot of good. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they do is is what I'll say. Um, but yeah, okay. That, you know, just a little quick topic on that one. And this is another. We've got two more, just really quick topics. Um, the the next one. Once again, I know we kind of brought this up either last week or the week before, but I swear this kind of stuff never ends. Oh my <laughs> golly, we're going into college football, so we're switching from the NBA. More teams want to join a different conference. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. I mean, and the weird thing is these teams, I'm like, I don't – there's one, maybe two of the teams, if I'm remembering the teams right. Gable announced them in a second. That I'm like, okay, they could compete. The other two, I'm like, what are y'all doing? What, what, are, y'all, what are y'all planning on doing there? Like, it's like I, I, I can't even think of a good me- metaphor where it's – I, I I just don't know. It it makes no sense. Gabe, go ahead and go ahead and say the teams that are trying right. to move. So the four teams that are looking to join the SEC, and apparently in all sports, all UNC. Sports. Apparently, apparently it's for all sports. UNC. Wait, what? I, thought, okay. I know, I know. It don't make no <laughs> sense. UNC, okay, Florida State, Clemson, and Virginia are all looking to join the SEC. And to me, I do not understand what in the world Virginia thinks it's trying to do joining the SEC. Like, I, 
I, I understand from the standpoint they're getting a lot of money. All, all four of those teams are going to end up making way more money in, in the TV deal with the SEC than they oh, would yeah. with the ACC. Well, the SEC, and that's what this is all about. Exactly. It's all about TV money, which from I, – I joke with my mom. I'm like, you know, I have a moral sense of me, and then I have a business sense of me, and you have to kind of keep them separate. From the business sense, I get it. The money's yes. probably tripled. Yes. <laughs> However – not even the moral sense of me, the common sense wise. I'm like for basketball in my head. I'm like, why are you leaving? Well, I know why they're leaving because no one can compete with them there. They, yeah. Then what they're, they're leaving the blue bloods and they're going to play Kentucky, you know, which I guess yeah. is still, that's one blue blood. Consider, exactly. Some people consider them a blue blood. Um, but it's uh it's, I didn't know it was for all sports. I personally thought it was just football. So that's, that's even more upsetting for, for numerous I reasons. I mean, I know. ACC soccer is yeah. probably one of the strongest soccer conferences in the country besides maybe the Pac-12. It's always Pac-12, yeah. ACC. Yeah. Wrestling is the same way. Swimming's the same way. Um, so that's – it kind of hurts, not going to lie. I thought it was it, just football. I don't it, know how to feel about that. I'm like – It really hurts, man. It it hurts me. Like, beat me all. <laughs> so like, just, it, it hurts me as an NC State grad and as a life lifelong Oh, you NC can State say that fan. now. You can say that yeah, now. Okay. I can't say that. Now. I got another year. <laughs> so. it'll, it'll be fine. You'll 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 be there, Steven. You'll be there. But I mean, you're. I, I know you feel the same way. It's like, yeah, it's a situation where basically what these four schools have is they've sold the rest of the ACC down the river. Like yeah. let's let's not even let's not even sugarcoat this thing. UNC has always been dead to me, but now they're even more dead to me. I agree. Be- because they're basically saying, "Yeah, Duke, we don't we don't care about the rivalry with y'all anymore." Exactly. You know, that's what, you guys you guys aren't going to make any money trying to negotiate to get into the SEC because you guys can't play any of the other sports at the same level that UNC can. Exactly. Well, it it just drives me up a wall because it's like you know, as an NC State fan, like I know what the deal is with our basketball program. We we haven't been competing in a long time. Exactly. But our football team is really turning a corner now. Yeah. Where I feel like we're going to be on par with the SEC schools this year as a football team, it's going to take us a while to get back up. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just one of those things where we're, we're not going to be able to benefit from some of this uh, conference shuffling around when you've got four, four schools that, you know, are highly regarded in lots of areas, Clemson mm-hmm. and UNC and Florida state and Virginia. But it's like, it's just so frustrating. Like I understand why Florida state's doing this because like, their fan base is on a similar level as like other SEC schools. Yeah. You know, like I, I understand the draw there and Clemson. I mean, you know, they've been a contender in college football for a long time outside of last year. So like mm-hmm. that makes sense. But then I don't know. I Virginia has got to be, Oh, it's because of basketball. Well, hang on timeout. Why would you want Virginia when you could get Duke? That's the, yeah, that's, I don't, that's kind of the other thing. I don't really – the one I'm really upset with because, like you said, Florida State, they actually – I can I can understand. Their fan base is huge. They're actually – they really should be an SEC team, um, yeah. them and Miami. You know, they're in, you know, yeah. deep south, if you want to call right. it that. Um, Clemson, I could kind of understand, but it's not like their basketball programs anything, you know, you want to write home no. about. No. Really, their soccer's never been – no. outstanding their wrestling's not good their swimming's not great i mean it's football. really it's football and that's it yeah. the one that really in virginia like you said for basketball I kind of understand for every other sport i'm like y'all really aren't good at really any other sports i don't i don't 
quite i think they're solid at track um yeah that's but, that sounds right but i'm like i don't the one that pisses me off is once again carolina and obviously it's gonna piss me off as an you know nc state fan and current student hopefully gonna be graduate soon um, you will bro <laughs> steven's fronting y'all steven's a genius <laughs> no i'm not but anyways <laughs> um so it, it pisses me off with carolina because it's one of those where it's like okay i you know as an nc state fan i understand the fact that in football and in basketball you know, we will have some years where we'll compete, but most years we don't. I get right. it. Right. It stinks. It really does. However, in every other sport, we are straight up. Da, 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 da. Yeah. People's yep. elbow. Y'all couldn't see yep. me, but I just people's elbow at my table. Um, <laughs> but I mean, it's besides women's soccer, women's soccer goes back and forth, but it's, it's just ag- aggravating that they're just kind of, I mean, it's, it's selling out essentially. And yeah. once again, morally and like regular steven pisses me off business sense i get it i get it i get it it makes sense but it's just i'm curious what the ncaa is gonna because here's the thing this will probably get approved and and espn is actually looking to buy them out of their acc contracts which is (laughs) the ridiculous part so you know sec wants them too because why would you not you know the more people you have the more money you have um so it makes sense but it's just i'm interested to see what the because it looks like some people may argue, and I've never liked the NCAA, but it looks like finally they're starting to turn a corner. It's all started with the NIL about two years ago when they were discussing it, or three years ago when they were discussing it. I think they're finally starting to turn a corner and realize, look, we got to do something to gain some trust back. Um, so I'm hoping that the NCAA either just you know. I don't even know what I want them to do, but I want them to look into the situation and, you know, get more money for people work, help work out bigger TV contracts to keep conferences more competitive or I don't know. I don't know what I want them to do, but I hope they do something about it. So, but that's, uh, that's really it on that topic. That's yeah. Once again, annoyed. Um, Go figure. Go to hell, Caroline, you know, <laughs> so, yep. that's, that's in our fight song for those. <laughs> and, Okay, so, you know, just because I wanted to touch on something on the MLB, um, there was a topic that we could talk about. You could talk about Otani's contract, but we'll, I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a lot once those talks actually start occurring near, you know, September, October. Yeah. So I kind of – I'd like to hold off on those until there's any big rumor about it. Right. Um, what I do want to talk about, though, is not contract-wise, but Mike Trout and Otani on the current Angels roster. You got to feel bad for them. I mean, there was a clip. When was it? I think it was Saturday because I think I was at your house Saturday where Mike Trout is in the outfield. And he's basically yelling at his pitcher saying, keep your glove closer to your body because you're giving away what pitches you're about to throw (laughs) because the batter could see the ball. And he was so mad. And you could see he was just like, I'm playing with a bunch of rooks. And he's not (laughs) playing with rookies. But compared to, you know, the level of those two players, they're they are both. I don't care what you say, they are both generational talents. Yes. Otani and Trout. Trout is the LeBron of baseball. I don't care what yeah. you say. He is. Otani is, you know, I don't I don't know a good comparison for him. There's no there's exactly. no good comparison. He, I mean, he's for he's just Otani. the most he's easily one of the most talented players of all time. I mean, he can yeah. pitch like a Cy Young Award winner, mm-hmm. and he can uh, bat like I can't remember what's it what's it 
called, but like an MVP, like an MVP, MVP. he's an MVP caliber hitter and pitcher. Exactly. So it's just, it's absolutely absurd, but how do you feel about them being on the angels? Would you like to see, and it's not going to happen. I mean, maybe, but would you like to see them leave? Would you rather them leave that organization or would you rather that organization say, you know what, we're going to go out and splash them though. I mean, obviously as a pure, as a traditional baseball fan in a sense that, I like I, I personally like seeing players play their whole career with one team. Now I'm exactly that does that doesn't happen anymore because of you know, obviously it's been good. Free agency has been has been wonderful, especially to my to my beloved Yankees. You know, we have all we've always benefited from the free agent market, but at the same time, like, no, I want I want a player like as good as Trout and a player as good as Otani to stay with the angels. And I would like to see them win a championship when Aaron judge gets hurt and Stanton gets hurt and they're the Yankees aren't in it. Like I would love, yeah. I would love for that. You know, I, I'd absolutely love for that to happen. I don't want Aaron judge and Stanton to get hurt, but if they were to get hurt, I would love for the angels to at least have a chance, you know, and right now they don't have a chance and it's, I agree. it's sad, but you know, there, there's no reason why the angels couldn't go out and spend money like the Mets. Like that, exactly. There, there's no, absolutely no reason they couldn't do that. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's like, I want to see them stay, but I, I wouldn't be hurt that badly if Trout and Otani and or Otani said, you know what? I wish you guys would trade me and make it happen because you clearly don't care about winning. Like I, I don't respect players that say I want out because I just don't feel good today or they they have fickle feelings. I, I don't like that, but I do respect a player. That's like, no, this organization doesn't care about winning and I want to win. I, I 100% agree. Yeah. I, uh, I get that. I, especially for players of their talent level at the end of the day, you just want to see them do well. It's, it's similar to Matt Stafford in Detroit. Like you, you just want to see those kind of players when, you know, and it's not, it's not quite the same because Matt Stafford is not the, and I'm also sorry if I got really loud there, That's um, fine. but you know, Matt Stafford is not the caliber player that, you know, a trout or an Otani is like, right. that would be, you know, Otani and trout would be closer to, you know, trout being Brady and yeah. Otani being Mahomes kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. that's probably the closest. And Stafford in the MLB is probably closer to like a Freddie Freeman. Yeah, um, that's fair. Fair. So it's it's one of those where he's a clear all star. He's clearly a great player, and I wish that. I, really, like you said, I wish the Angels would go out and just spend some money. Um, but if they don't do that, I hope that if one of them asks for a trade, which I don't think either of them will, but if they do, that they at least are courteous enough to at least listen to offers you could right. because at the end of the day they don't have to trade them they, i mean they don't i get it no but at least courteous enough if a good offer comes across the table where you know the braves are you know we wouldn't do it but let's say that the braves are going to say okay we'll give you michael harris uh you know three of our best farm people in dansby for one of the players you know at least listen to it and yeah. you know negotiate so it's i, I don't know i'm just I just feel bad for the guy. I, I'm sure it'll get turned around soon. And he's he's he doesn't do anything in the media much. Neither of them do. But I think that if he doesn't have some serious conversations with the team and they don't make some serious moves in the offseason, 
it would benefit him to go out and be like, I'm reconsidering my future here, which is annoying. And I hate when players do it, but it does get stuff done at the end of the day. Yeah. So it does. Yeah. That's, that's really all we got for today. Uh, do you have any more to add Gabe? Nah, man. It's, it's been fun as always. Can't exactly. Sweet. I totally agree. And on that note, everybody goodbye.